Come, Pinky. We have a lot of work to do. Eat God, Brain! What are we gonna do tomorrow? Same thing that we do every night, Pinky. Try to find a way to take over the world. And it's time for some bee rolling over. <gasps> Narf! What's up, everyone? This is Nathan for Bee Rolling Over. And thank you, everybody, for... My goodness, all the listeners have gained up, and I really do appreciate it. But I'm realizing... Man, doing a podcast is really a lot of hard work. It takes time, have to do plenty of research, and even have to find find guests. That way people don't get tired of you telling the same stories over and over and over and over again to the point that it makes such a conniption out of everything. But I really do appreciate everybody. Uh, coming out listening, whether you are working on some some daily chores or working or just playing at work right now, and you're you're typing up a, a huge paper at college, or or heck, you're type you're working on probably the biggest project of your career, and you just need something to listen to calm you down of your nerves of of this make-or-break project, and I really do appreciate it that you want to listen to this soothing voice (laughs) Uh, while you're doing that. So, I found out that one of the people that actually followed on uh, Instagram, uh, for the first time, uh, he did a stand-up comedy. Now, I'm just going to just say... Uh, just call him uh, the Epic Voice Guy. Uh, if you haven't heard of him, uh, he has done a lot of voices, and you should even check out the movie Bumblebee. Uh, he does the voices of Shockwave and Soundwave and does a spectacular job of doing those characters and voicing those characters. <clears throat> and he also is the Honest Trailer Voice. So he did stand-up comedy, and... You know, uh, getting to listen to, you know, just him talk with his radio voice, it was actually a lot more interesting than whatever comedy he probably was thinking of for his stand-up, uh, to be honest. Because you would think it would be like suave and, and, and smooth voice, radio voice, but really he pretty much had, you know, just a regular voice, just a regular person with this regular voice. It's just, it's just kind of funny of, of what you expect, uh, you know. For it's kind of, it's kind of fun to hear what the actual voice actors' uh, real voices are, and it's really interesting to learn how regular people that they are actually are, regardless of the fact that they're voicing uh, your favorite cartoons or they've been part of some of your favorite movies and they were doing voices for those trailers. Or they were just making a comedy bit with with some of their voices, and and it and it had me thinking of of what because I've worked on a couple of short films. I worked on the the first short film I worked on was Star Racer, which once again I do appreciate. Uh, Tora Badalescu and Tommy Askoff of of giving me the wonderful opportunity. Of being part of, uh, just give me a voice, even if it was just a voice. I really do appreciate them uh, taking the chance on me, and 
you know, I really enjoy working with them, and, and hopefully I get to work on their project with them uh, at some point, whether it's voice or even acting. Uh, who knows? <clears throat> and then I got to work on Shadows of the Illicit, which I was a production assistant, and I even got to make sure to check on continuity of shots, uh, make sure to bring food for the cast and crew, uh, sometimes, and, you know, I got to write the, the take number, and I got to write down where it was a good take or a bad take, I got to do that, it, w it was, it was interesting being part of that whole entire experience, and just working with these, it, it's kind of funny, uh, everybody would just think these are just, you know, right, I would think these are just regular people, but they are extraordinarily wonderful people that I got to work with, and I do appreciate every minute that I got to work on the set. I'm looking forward to working on another project with uh, the director, Joe. So I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully that'll be really soon. I get to work on on a trailer for an upcoming project, and so... And hopefully, as I said, uh, one of the short films that I worked on hopefully get accepted and will even be part of the Santa Barbara International Film Festival this year. That would be fantastic. But when I talked with, uh, with, with the cast of Shadows of the Illicit and I, and I showed, I even, uh, let me see here. I even kind of did like a Jimmy Stewart impression as well, and they they just thought it was hilarious. And they told me, I would be I would be surprised if you didn't do a stand up comedy for the Venture Harbor Comedy Club uh, next year. So that had me kind of thinking of. Should I even consider stand-up comedy? I mean, not that I don't want to be the headliner, but I don't want to be last either. But, you know, maybe doing stand-up comedy. Uh, I have a lot of interesting stories, and heck, I'm on the autism spectrum, so so half of my stories could be... I would start off with, I met three doctors... One said I had autism, the other one said I have Asperger's, and one said, ah, you're fine. No, seriously, I, I went to three different doctors and I got three different results of what uh, the doctors uh, told me at the time. Uh, they were testing all my mental capability. Uh... So, yeah. Anyways. Please let me know if, if you think maybe I should go for it. I mean, heck, if Epic Voice Guy can do stand-up comedy, then, you know, maybe I give it I give it a shot. <laughs> worst, worst case scenario, I have comedy material for the following time and said, Boy, if you thought this was bad... Man, you should have seen when the first time I did comedy. Oh, man. Let's just say it felt like a skunk in a ragu in a trash can near New Jersey. 
Oh, oh, man. That's how stinks it was. That's how much it stank. Whee-hoo-wee. I don't know. I was thinking maybe maybe do stand-up comedy. I mean, when, when I have time and I can make some material. and I don't know. It's kind of weird. You, you know, when, when you tell jokes to, to your family members, one thinks that you're hilarious to the point that they wouldn't be surprised to see you do stand-up comedy, and the other... It's kind of funny. It's either one or the other. It's either your mother that thinks you're hilarious or your father. It's never both. It's never both. Unless the rare occasion, of course, probably with Robin Williams. I bet his parents both thought he was hilarious. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. But otherwise, when it comes to comedy, it's either one parent thinks you're funny and the other one thinks you should stick to something else. Or do something else. A little bit more productive. I don't know. My dad finds me funny. My mom... uh, Well... She just says, well, that's creative. But she would kind of not find it funny. I don't know. I haven't really made my mom laugh that often. My dad, on the other hand, that's a whole different story. He pretty much nearly laughs at everything. He even says I have a Johnny Carson style of humor. Which, um... I'm taking that as a compliment. Because I know that he had his own talk show. And it was a well-known talk show. So I'm going to take that as a compliment... I get it would be a compliment in my dad's dinosaur years. My dad was born in 1930. <laughs> you think we had something to complain about when he was a kid? He had to deal with World War II. So, what we have to complain about is nothing compared to what my dad had to dealt with. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. If you find some of those jokes funny, then then I do appreciate it. If not, that's okay. That shows that I need to work a lot more on my material, so. Anyways, uh, you know, just knowing a person that does voices doing stand-up comedy... Man, I wish I really went to that show. Now, now that I come to think of it, but it was a long drive, and and I, and I just feel uncomfortable at night. I, I mean, if it was the day, absolutely day, and I'm like, look, I'm working. I'll do whatever I want with the money that I make, <laughs> or just just say, hey, hey, epic voice guy. I mean, jump. I'm coming to your show because it's during the day. And I feel comfortable during the day driving down. That night, it's a whole different story. I... Nightmare fuel of me driving from my town to 
all the way down to Los Angeles at night? Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. Unless if I'm with someone, otherwise, nope, not by myself. I don't feel comfortable driving down to Los Angeles. Even if I knew that close by, dude, nope. Ah. Even if I drove down at night 50 times, I would still get nerves and get stressed out driving all the way down to Los Angeles, whether it's during the day or night. Boy, you should have been there at that time that I had to drive down to Van Nuys. <laughs> oh, man, I was stressed out. Because, well, first off, it went without a hitch of, well, I had to be tested mentally for Social Security purposes. And the the closest place that they could find was... Van Nuys. I live in Ventura County, so that's far way down. But it could have been worse. They could have had it set on Christmas, Christmas Eve and had me drive all the way down to Orange County. So, <laughs> yep. Could have been a lot worse. But, but it showed me something. It was an interesting experience of driving down, especially with my dad. I, I have someone come with me to a place that I'm not very familiar with. Look, even if I drove down to Van Nuys 50 times, whether it's during the day or night, I would still feel uncomfortable driving down there. But I feel a lot more comfortable compared to on January 2nd. I feel a lot more comfortable. Heck, I could I could feel comfortable, you know, during the summertime if I wanted to go to Six Flags Magic Mountain and even Hurricane Harbor, that I would feel comfortable driving down to to Six Flags Magic Mountain. <laughs> but driving all the way down to Van Nuys, yeah, no. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. Mm-mm. I don't mind driving, but it's just when you have to drive all the way down there. Now, here's the thing. If it was, let's say I was in Thousand Oaks. I was in Thousand Oaks, and I drove down to Van Nuys. Okay. That, that's a plausible comfortable, more comfortable drive. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> yeah, I, I easily get stressed out. My eyes were bulging out like one of those cartoon characters. You know, Gah! but, Anyways, <laughs> yeah, even the person that was uh, checking on my men my mentality even said, well, that's weird that they had you drive all the way down to Van Nuys. You would think they would try to find a place that is closer. 
So it was nice that this person, you know, it was just refreshing because whenever I have to, you know, talk with social security people, they just look at me like, uh, are you sure you're in the right building, buddy? And it's like, yeah, I'm sure I'm in the right building. You're like, because, uh, you do not look like what I expect of the stereotype of disability. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm kind of fine physically, but mentally, eh, some of the neurons don't really connect together. The neurotransmitters. Sometimes it takes a while just to get them connected together. But I mean, I'm a lot better. But when I was a kid, let's say you had a, let's say we had a conversation right now, and you told me everything that you said. Sometimes it would have took me one or even two minutes to even pick up of what you just said, and I would respond to that conversation while you're moving on to the next topic. Yeah, I had delayed speech. And trust me, you could obviously tell I have something when you uh, hear me uh, try to learn a different language. Just, just trust me on that. You can obviously tell I have autism when I'm trying to learn how to speak Chinese. <laughs> because I just want to find a way to help out people. And I want to find a way to communicate any possible way with people. I wish I was a lot understandable with, uh, with the ladies. But... I just haven't found any that... Well, I have found some, but I mean, I haven't quite found any... How to put this without sounding like a jerk? Well, I, ha I have found women that are beautiful because they are themselves. And that is fine. But... I need someone that could become gorge us. As in gorgeous, but also at the same time, if we combine ourselves together, it's we're gorge us. If that's making any sense, probably not. And I'm obviously sounding like a shallow guy. Which, if I am to the ladies that are listening, <laughs> hey, it's still a free country. Last time I checked, you are free with your opinion and with your conclusions. <laughs> but the first thing is, I have no idea on where to find a way to talk to a lady outside. I don't know where women will hang out and it's okay for me to talk to them. Because most of the time they are with their friends, but I get kind of 
insecure because I don't want to end up embarrassing. I worry about embarrassing them, and guess what? I find a way to end up embarrassing them and even embarrassing myself. But maybe it's like the Spider-Man quote from Spider-Man to this into the Spider-Verse. No one has asked for this power, but maybe it just takes a leap of faith. So, I don't know. I know my dream woman doesn't exist. That's what I know. I do know that physically of what my dream woman looks like does exist. It's just a personality with it. I just don't see the chances of that happening. I enjoy a woman with a wonderful sense of humor. Likes to have fun. But at the same time, it can be serious when it's most important and intelligent. I'm not asking them to be Albert Einstein smart, but you don't show that you understand what's going on in the world. Independent. They can be independent. They don't have to be too reliant on me because I'm working on, well, making sure that people... That I don't become a little bit too reliant on others instead of, you know, relying on myself. Someone that is social. Someone that enjoys talking a little bit more than me that way. I'm a better listener. As weird as it sounds, ironically, with a person that has a podcast. I'm a better listener than, uh, than a talker. I enjoy listening to everybody's stories. I find them fascinating and... And someone that would encourage me to travel more and even... Heck, even exercise more. I mean... I mean, that's pretty much what any guy is looking for. Someone that, you know, could be... Basically, be their friend, but at some point in time, they'll have, uh, hmm, how to put this, that way I can keep this clean content, hmm, uh, at some point, uh, passing on, uh, information. Passing on internal information. Ugh, I just made it sound a little bit geeky there. Uh, someone to have... Hmm. I guess relations with? Hi there, this is Nathan, just telling you, thank you very much for listening to Be Rolling Over. And also, a special thanks to the sponsor of Industry Horror, Screen Printing with a Conscience. A non-profit that also pays their workers that are mostly comprised of special needs and even people on the autism spectrum. 
So please do check out industryhorror.com and please also check out the store, the Industry Horror Boutique Store in off of 518 East Main Street, Venture, California. And now back to our program. What's up everyone? This is welcome back to Be Rolling Over. As I'm Nathan, and I just want to talk about the NFL playoffs and the discussions of the analysts and especially the analysts, and it's really annoying. We keep on saying this every single time. Excuse me. When it comes to the New England Patriots, we keep on saying every single year when it seems like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots aren't going to come back to the conference championship game, and then we have to act all surprised that it happened yet again. Well, Here's what I've learned from that. Don't underestimate Tom Brady. Don't underestimate Bill Belichick. Don't underestimate Robert Kraft. And definitely do not underestimate the New England Patriots. The dynasty isn't over. And I'll tell you when the dynasty is over. As soon as we hear Tom Brady retiring or when... Four years from now, that's when we will know that the dynasty of the New England Patriots is over. But let's face it, as long as Bill Belichick is coach, he could have found a way, he could have brought in Nathan Peterman if he wanted to as a backup quarterback and find a way to win 10 Super Bowls with Nathan Peterman, for Pete's sakes. Try to say that five times fast. I can't even say it one time fast. But the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, the, the, the Bulls magic is over. And hopefully it should be interesting where Nick Foles will go. Uh, if he stays in Philadelphia, he stays in Philadelphia. But I think hopefully, I think he should go to the Arizona Cardinals. I know that sounds crazy. And it even sounds bird I mean, I have a bird brain, but hear me out. Sometimes you need a backup quarterback, not for their talent, but how they can teach the players on how to handle pressure. Josh Rosen needs that kind of mentoring right now. And what a better example than the guy that beat Tom Brady, that beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, that overcame all the odds, made jokes out of him. You know what? A better qualified person to be a backup and to teach Josh Rosen the way that the NFL is. He could be the wise mentor, and and before you know it, maybe the Arizona Cardinals will put themselves back together. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be similar to the story with with originally Matt Wyatt was the back of quarterback. I mean, was the starting quarterback one season, and then ended up getting injured. Kurt Warner comes in. Kurt Warner not only finds a way to get the Arizona Cardinals to the playoffs, but he even finds a way to get them into the Super Bowl which they fell short of winning the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl 43.
the four remain teams. So we have New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs, which is interesting because the Kansas City Chiefs, for the first time, will host the AFC Championship game, and they are a step closer to finally winning the trophy that was named after the founder of the AFL and also owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, Lamar Hunt. And the Kansas City Chiefs definitely show that this is a whole entire different Kansas City Chiefs team. Especially with Patrick Mahomes at the helm. But we shall see. And then we have the number two LA Rams facing against the number one seed New Orleans Saints for the NFC Championship game. Which pretty much, if somehow the Patriots find a way yet again to be in another Super Bowl... I'm very confident with whatever team from the NFC will find a way to keep the game close against the New England Patriots. But let's face it, every single NFL fan wants this to happen. NFL fans want the Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Rams. Number one, we get to, find, we get to see a team that hasn't won a Super Bowl in a long time winning their Super Bowl, and it's not the New England Patriots. Number two, we don't have to worry about Tom Brady having an extra ring on one of his fingers. And number three, most importantly, we would have an interesting quarterback matchup, especially if it ended up being the Kansas City Chiefs and the L.A. Rams, which the Monday Night Football game, funny enough, was originally going to be in Mexico at the Azteca Stadium, but the field looked terrible, terrible condition. So they ended up playing in L.A., and it ended up being a 54-51 game. I think every NFL fan wants to see that type of game. Especially with the improved Kansas City Chiefs defense and the top it all off, Marquise Peters face against his old team, the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know, that's really just me, in my opinion. I mean, NFL fans, but this is what the commissioner wants. Out of all these remaining matchups, he wants New England Patriots versus New Orleans Saints. He does not want the Kansas City Chiefs. He wants the New England Patriots. Because... Well, it's Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, and they find a way to not just have ratings-wise, but also find a way to make classic football games coincidentally now. And also, you have two quarterbacks that are over the age of 40 facing each other in the Super Bowl. 
and one of them will become the oldest quarterback to win the Super Bowl if that was the case. All I have to say is also good luck to Josh Gordon, to his endeavors. Hopefully he can get himself sobered up, cleaned up. Because it was probably the only person I pretty much found tolerable with the New England Patriots. I said, you know what, the New England Patriots found a way to get in the Super Bowl. But if Josh Gordon's part of it, hey... I'm okay with that. There would be one person, but instead he's like, you know what? I need to sober up. I need to get myself cleaned up. I need to get myself in check. So, so I don't really have anyone that I would want to see from the New England Patriots because they've won the Super Bowl too many times. Man, who would have thought back in the 90s this mediocre... I know I probably said this millions of times, but seriously, did anyone think that back in the 90s, this mediocre team of the New England Patriots would find a way to not just found their starting quarterback, but their coach, and even to end up winning end of time for the most Super Bowl wins? Oh, wait. No, no, no. Tied for the second most Super Bowl wins. Excuse me. That's right. I, I almost made a mistake there. Time for the second most Super Bowl wins during the Super Bowl era. Five. Five of them. They have won five, but they also have lost five in their total franchise history. Tom Brady has lost three. Twice to Eli Manning and once to Nick Foles. I'm I'm pretty much any other NFL fan. They're just we want anyone but the Patriots to be in it. Chiefs win. We don't mind Saints. Or the L.A. Rams. It would be great if it's the L.A. Rams. Because, man, they had a great turnaround ever since they fired Jeff Fisher. And got Sean McVay as their, as their head coach. So, we shall see uh, next week uh, who ends up winning. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. And I, don't, and I will be rooting for the Rams. Because, boy, that would be a great rematch, the Chiefs and the Rams. In the Super Bowl. Atlanta fans, since the host of the Super Bowl, of this year's Super Bowl, will be in Atlanta. They're rooting for the Rams because they don't want to see the Saints marching in and have a chance of winning the Super Bowl in their stadium. So, we shall see with that. And 
Hey, let me uh, jump to a different topic. It's funny with a game. One game that made a difference. And that game was the Tuck Rule game, as I call it. Do you have any idea of what kind of domino effect that game has? Think about that. Think about that game. Oakland Rate, we would be probably talking about, I know as crazy as it sounds, we would have been talking about the Oakland Raiders dynasty. With John Green. This was this was back in the past. We would probably maybe be talking about an Oakland Raiders dynasty. Not the New England Patriots. Drew Bledsoe doesn't end up having to retire early. He's still the starting quarterback. And Tom Brady wouldn't be compared to even Joe Montana in the first place. And not only that... Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't even win win the Super Bowl in 2002. No, they don't. Because they wouldn't have John Gruden. Because he wouldn't have been fired. And trust me, don't, don't get me started with the 2003 NFL Draft. That also made a huge difference. Who knows? Maybe... Maybe we, we would be talking about Tom Brady winning seven Super Bowls right now. I, I have no idea. Maybe we'd be talking about maybe Phil Rivers at least winning one Super Bowl right now. Ah, oh, poor Philip Rivers. I mean, I think this was his season and just couldn't do it, unfortunately. The LA Chargers just couldn't quite do it. Ah, oh, boy. Ah, oh, poor Rivers. Old man rivers, that's old man rivers, just keeps on going on. Oh, such a darn shame. Well, Hopefully, at least we see another uh, new team winning the Super Bowl, where it's the Saints winning their second one, but the first one that didn't have to do with a, a bounty gate scandal that came with it, or or the Kansas City Chiefs winning their second one. In their franchise history. Or maybe even the LA Rams. Winning their. Second one. In their franchise history. It's either that. Or we see the Patriots. Winning their. Ugh, their sixth one. In their franchise history. So it's either we see 2 2 2 
or six. Oh my gosh! Two plus two plus two equals six! Conspiracy! Nah, I think it's just a coincidence. A coincidence with the remaining teams that are not New England Patriots that are trying to go for their second Super Bowl. So three times two equals six, and the Patriots would be going after their sixth Super Bowl win. Okay, if that happened... Okay, so I have a question. I hope they keep the trophy known as the Lombardi, but let's say Bill Belichick retires. Would there be at some point that we hand out a trophy that's called the Belichick? The Belichick? Not Belichick. The, the Belichick? The Belichick Trophy! Maybe. I mean, he did really redefine a franchise that half of ESPN just talked about probably once in a while back in the 90s. But there's something to say to Patriots fans. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy it while you have it. You don't really have a backup quarterback if Brady goes down. You have four more years of this, of Tom Brady. And then you'll go back to mediocrity, or worse, not even being mentioned for a long time. But... But Patriots fans, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. So, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, we're moving on. I'm going to talk about a series that I had no idea was a spinoff series whatsoever. And... I've been giving uh, this uh, show called uh, Golden Girls a chance. Uh, it has, uh, has B. Arthur and, I mean, okay, the characters' names are Dorothy, Rose, uh, I think there's a Sophie, and Blanche. And so they talk with each other again. Hilarious scenarios, they're... Elderly woman, some with sass, one with, you know, sarcasm. <laughs> and and I just find it hilarious. But I've been watching their spinoff show because I was, kind I was kind of hesitant to watch Golden Girls at at first. So I ended up uh, watching uh, their spinoff series, which only lasted one season, uh, the the Golden Palace. And I have to say, personally, I, I really enjoy the series. I've been watching the heck out of it, and I like the fact that it's kind of funny on watching... I really enjoy Rose, uh, which is played by by Betty White, uh, in this series. Uh, she is hilarious and sincere, and, and it's, just, it's just wonderful that she could actually... I just found, I found it funny because they brought back uh, Dorothy... 
in, and she actually stood up to to Dorothy. <laughs> it's a really and and it has surprising people in it, like like Don Cheeto. Don Cheeto was in the spinoff series. Don Cheeto. And also Cheech Marin, hey, you know, you know, like from uh, from Tom, you know, uh, from, well, there's Tommy and I get, he was with uh, Tommy John, you know. So, it's... Oh, Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That, that, that's what it was called. Cheech and Chong. And Cheech Marin was playing a cook in the spin-off series of Golden Girls, The Golden Palace. And and I really high, highly recommend people uh, checking out the series. It, it's funny. And... There's surprisingly some episodes that are definitely re more relatable right now than it was in the past. Uh, um, some of the episodes, unfortunately, are more relatable than in the past. So, so please do check it out. It's only one season. Uh, if you're hesitant on watching uh, Golden Girls, uh, then then check out the Golden Palace. And if you don't find yeah, the golden, uh, the the golden, not maybe not the golden palace. Hold on, I need to double check on that. No, it's called the golden palace. Okay, <laughs> there was there was especially a funny episode. Uh, they had a side part with uh, Sophia. And because there's a Chinese restaurant called the Golden Palace as well, and she tries to take advantage of, you know, making some money. And so she she did a Chinese takeout for to make some money. And, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the show. I, I can't believe I haven't, it has, took, it has taken me this long to check out uh, the Golden Girls. I actually really enjoy it. I, I think it's, it's a lot better than a lot of the shows that are shown nowadays. No offense. I haven't really laughed that hard in a, in a while. And, and the comedy and the writing is just, well, golden. And so, yeah, as I said, I highly recommend people uh, check it out uh, if you... If you have the time, uh, please do watch it. The Golden Palace is only uh, one season, but it's great. It's hilarious. It's it, it's just laugh out loud funny. And even tugs at your heartstrings now and then. <laughs> 